0: Welcome to Keeping Track, a TrapMania community podcast where I interview your favourite community members and ask them the same set of five questions. The guest of this episode is Ender. We spoke at length about his favourite maps, his love of TM2 Canyon, and his concerns over the implementation of new cars and environments into TM2020. So, question one, uh, when did you get into TrapMania, and what was it about the game that got you hooked?
1: Uh, I got into Trackmania from my brother, who first installed a cracked copy of Trackmania United Forever uh, on on our family PC. So I was just most of the time sitting here next to him, watching him play the environments, and uh, trying it myself for a few minutes. But I couldn't play video games that much as a kid, so I didn't really ever get a chance to play the game that much. Um, Fast forward to 2012. My brother bought me uh, as a gift *Trackmania* to *Canyon*, uh, which was my first reintroduction to the game uh, as an actual player. So I just fiddled around with the campaign, uh, played some of the maps, etc., etc., and then I had a giant, like, five-year break between that and 2017. Uh, what happened in 2017 is that I was at one of my friend's house and we were watching YouTube videos on a, on a TV screen. I'll distinctly remember that. And at one point, he just shows me, oh, yeah, look, there's this new Trackmania game that just came out on consoles. And I'm like, what? No, you're, you're joking. No way. And then he just shows me some uh, popular YouTuber video gameplays of Trackmania Turbo. And I just wanted the game this point I just knew I wanted to try the game and have fun on it so that was uh, what got me hooked again uh, in the franchise not much from the early games never really touched uh, the, the early titles like TMNF TMO TMS or um, whatchamacallit it, uh, Trackmania 2 Canyon but starting 2017 I really did start playing uh, turbo on console and had uh a lot of fun trying to figure out each environment like canyon valley lagoon and i do remember that i had a very big hate for the stadium environment (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah uh that was mostly because the environment on well first i was really bad at it and second, uh, the iteration I was playing it, I was playing was uh, Turbo Stadium, which is arguably the buggiest environment in the franchise. So, it was not a whole lot of fun. But I did have fun on Canyon Valley and Lagoon, which turned out to be my quote-unquote main environments when I then could play the game on PC later in 2019 when uh, my brother bought a gaming laptop. I then could play uh, some of the Trackmania 2 titles, mostly Valley and Lagoon, um, but still. All of this results from being hooked back in the franchise, uh, thanks to Trackmania Turbo. The game, you could say, pretty much changed my life.
0: Okay, that's that's big words. Uh, what do you mean by that? Does it introduce you to new people or put you on a different trajectory? You know, What, what do you mean by that?
1: By getting me hooked back into the game, I also discovered that the game was also still active on PC. And that way, I also managed to find people, uh, find streams, find a community and and such. I was able to interact with a lot of people, discover streams, discover people, uh, mostly Reulu streams. Back in the days, I remember uh, a lot of Riulu streams. I was a big, big, big fanboy, I remember. Because- you know he was insanely good at the game and he was a funny guy funny edge lord meme lord uh Mm -hmm. back then and that just got me hooked that just got me hooked i was like how old was i 15 16 at that time so i was a very easily uh (laughs) impressed with the edgy jokes and and whatnot that realu was pulling off quite often so yeah, and then I got into Discord, created my Discord account specifically because I wanted to join the main Trackmania Discord and Riolu's Discord uh, server. But yeah, from there on, I just never let go of the community. I just have always been there, uh, present and discussing and making friends and such. Uh, but yeah, like the people I've met, the lands I went to, the friends that I still have today that I have met uh, IRL, all is because of Trackmania and have. Have been back in the uh, in the community from my reintroduction via Trackmania Turbo. That's what I mean when I say change my life. Like so many of the things I do, uh, many of the things I've, I'm gonna do, money I've gained from the game, etc. All is because of Trackmania.
0: That's um yeah. I mean that that that's really nice to hear. I think you know we talk so much about community. Uh, oftentimes we end up talking about the Bitm community uh, on this discord uh, uh on this podcast sorry and obviously um being french you're not a native member of the bitm community but i often say uh that uh, you're one of those sort of surrogate members uh, cause it actually feels like you're uh, as, as much in the discord and uh, in in chatting as as just about anyone else um so that's that's really interesting uh, go, going back to your initial run out then on tm2 canyon uh mm-hmm. when you were a little bit younger um was that Access to the game that stopped you playing—like, did you lose your access to the game, or were you just sort of too young and didn't really, you know, grab your attention long term?
1: Uh, back in the days, there were no accesses. You were just buying the game one time, and you had it permanently. So the the uh, licenses I have for all the TMT titles are uh, from the moment I bought them, like years ago. So it had more to do with the fact that uh, since I was really bad at the game. Uh, and i really didn't have anything else to play besides a few campaign maps and i had school on the side Mm -hmm. um wasn't really hooked by the game that much uh, i have to say there wasn't really anything that had me go back and play it and i even remember thinking back in the days that the canyon campaign maps are pretty bad so (laughs) that's also one of the reasons i never really got hooked by the game Because the laptop we used to have uh, to play uh, games on was pretty bad. And Trackmania was one of the only games I could play. But there was another game I could play as well, which was way more interesting for me. It was a golfing game. Like, I'll pass you the details. But pretty much, I was already good at that game. So I kept playing that game instead. Trackmania was just, eh, you know, it's, it's there. But I don't have anything else to do in it. So whatever. School is here and stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I want to find out more about the golf game, uh, but I think maybe for the uh, uh, the benefit of our of of our listeners, we'll uh, we'll move on. Uh, but that was, yeah, uh, you know, that was that was uh, really interesting. And, and you still do TM Two Canyon stuff to this day. Uh, I know I, we've spoken in the past about Gamers Assembly Canyon. Mm-hmm. Are you going to the upcoming edition?
1: I I'll try to go. Yes, I've already booked my ticket and everything. So yeah, I'll I'll try to show up for sure.
0: Is that what brings you back to that then? Because, you know, you mentioned Turbo was your sort of first proper, you know, grind trap mania game, yet going back to Canyon for Gamers Assembly, you know, what, what draws you to Canyon?
1: Well, um, it has to do with the fact that uh, Canyon community is so nice and so small that you pretty much know everyone, you have met everyone, and um, I have such a big love for Canyon competitive that it just would not cross my mind to not participate in any Canyon tournament. If it happens, especially a land like this, is the only land that happens the entire year for Canyon. And after that you have, um, online tournaments called Smurfing Canyon league, which is also a yearly tournament. Um, but yeah, I I really 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 enjoy the environment. Uh, I enjoy competing in it. I enjoy getting better on it, and being able to partake in those is just something I would never want to miss.
0: And the uh, the other environments of TM two, obviously Stadium is you know the natural successor. That is is probably just twenty uh, TM twenty twenty. But you know the other environments never really caught your attention.
1: Oh, they did. They definitely did. Um, as I. Maybe I didn't say this earlier, but Canyon, I started really playing Canyon besides some turbo map grinding on PS4 in late 2021 slash early 2022 with uh, the Smurfing Canyon League. I'll call it SCL. Um, That was my first introduction to Canyon competitive uh, That SCL. Besides that, I've only ever played Valley and Lagoon campaigns and some uh, Valley weekly fun small cups called the smurfs cups uh but i was a big campaign grinder i definitely remember my 2019 to 2021 era where i was really grinding campaign maps really hard on valley and lagoon got up to top 10 on both campaigns overall had some few world records um but canyon since i was not good at it and the campaign as i said was pretty bad i never really had any interest in playing it but since but one day um marius just turned up in my dms was like hey uh, there's this canyon tournament uh, that uh, is being played do you want to participate with me i have a team with lars voyager and a bunch of other people and i was like yeah sure i'll try and i tried the competition so i had potential competitive uh competitive wise and it just got me hooked and ever since i've been trying to improve and uh prove myself in the competitive canyon scene it's been a little over two years at this point i think and uh well
0: alongside a a sort of tm 2020 competitive career which is uh which is fun to see uh you know someone competing in both of those um so yeah moving on to question two uh what input device do you use and why
1: i use a I mean okay i use a controller but i used uh multiple controllers i don't know if that's relevant but
0: definitely yeah
1: okay well i started my first introduction to controller gameplay was uh when i played on ps4 obviously right but if we're speaking of strictly pc um i have started with a that i'm actually going to pull out of my drawer right here a measly afterglow xbox one controller for 29.99 euros very poor quality, very cheap, but I played with that for the better part of two years, from 2019 to 2021. And in 2021, I decided to go ahead and make the expenses to buy a um, PS5 DualSense pad, which I've used for another two years. And then I got gifted an um, a eSwap X Pro controller, which is the controller I am currently using and the reason why i like controllers so much is because of the precision it allows and i'm a very big smooth steer abuser i really enjoy smooth steering i think it is a quality that i will never be able to find on any other device uh keyboard wise obviously but uh, yeah i've tried to switch to keyboard on canyon funnily enough because it is quote, unquote, the quicker device. Uh, For those of you who would be wondering why that's the case, uh, Canyon Drifts are um, quicker when you do rapid slash quick uh, digital taps during the slides, uh, which is obviously way easier to do on a keyboard. Mm -hmm. So overall, the environment is slightly faster on, uh, on the keyboard. But the difference between pad and keyboard is so small and my precision being so much worse on the keyboard, I figured I will just stick to pad anyway, uh, which is why I never switched to keyboard on any other environment, or even tried.
0: That, yeah, I mean, that, that that makes sense to play with what you're comfortable on. Uh, in terms of the eSwap controller, uh, if if I'm not mistaken, uh, you can swap the sticks and, and all that round. What sort of config are you rocking with that? Have you got the... Uh, I'm trying to find out if you're, a, if you're sort of a PlayStation symmetrical stick enjoyer or an asymmetrical Xbox layout.
1: I am a PlayStation uh, layout
0: enjoyer. That's good. We like those on the podcast. We start yes. beef with the Xbox enjoyers. Uh... Basically,
1: basically, my hands are... Um... Mm. Quite small, and it just makes more sense for me to have the uh, the stick right underneath my thumb. With that way, I can have much more control whenever I want to try and smooth steer and whatnot. It just is more comfortable. That makes a ton of sense. Uh,
0: so, moving on to question three, then, uh, what is your favorite Trackmania map in history?
1: <laughs> oh wow! Okay, that's a question. <laughs>
0: Well, you can pick multiple. Uh, this question has sort of been slightly evolved over time, uh, and if you want to do one from each game, that could also work. But yeah, hit me with oh, hit me with your favorites.
1: Sure. I'll um, start with Valley because I know Valley Map that I think is my all-time favorite. Um, Valley. It is a mini exchange Valley Cup, aka MXVC. Uh, i need to remember the name i'm sorry hold on i'm typing it on mx right now uh is it it that one it's by rex it's this one mx valley cup new sky by rexasaurus very Um, cool map
0: yeah i'm I'm watching the youtube video now everyone at home unless you're driving um you can (laughs) you can pull it up uh what is it about this map then
1: Super technical, super smooth. Every corner just works. It's calculated, and I've played rounds on this since this was a uh, fast learn uh, into rounds competition. So uh, definitely one of the more enjoyable valley maps I've ever played, at least the one that comes off the top of my head right now. I've played several, but if I had to pick one, I think it would be this one, definitely.
0: So I, uh, I, I know very little about mapping at all, uh, but I know even less about mapping outside of TM2020. How how do they map? Because this this feels like fairly, you know, uh, re- realistic's not the word, but there's a lot of different gradients going on with the with the hills and whatnot. Is it a different mapping system than TM twenty twenty, where you have sort of blocks and stuff, or is it just moving them all about in a bit of a different way?
1: Oh, it's just the exact same system as uh, TM2020. You have a set of blocks that you can place around the map. The only difference in this game is that you have blocks that use terraforming that you can. And also for the scenery, you can place terraforming, like the mountains and everything. But for example, there is um, a road, long road uphill in the valley that has a mountain built around it. And you can't place the block if you don't place. Uh... When the block and the mountain get placed together, when you place the block. And I think that's the only difference from TM2 to TM2020 mapping is the fact that uh, some blocks cannot be placed without terraforming. There is no air block mode in this game in TM2. That makes a lot of sense.
0: So, yeah, so TM2 Valley then, we've got that one locked in. Uh, what, what else are we thinking? Any oh, Canyon Oh,
1: for, for Canyon, that's easy. I am thinking of GA2023FE, a.k.a. Festival Edition Finale. By Meeve and Eric, that is by far the best of map I've ever played. It is just flowy, hard, competitive, plus 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 plus. Just amazing map all around. I, if I could have five of these maps in a map pack, I would just be the happiest man in the world.
0: And I'm assuming you played this map uh, at the LAN, then, so it has yeah. some some sentimental value, some good memories alongside with it.
1: Yes, that was a very enjoyable not to play match honestly close rounds just super cool
0: did it happen to also be your favorite map because i do often find in this segment that players will name just the maps that they are clearly very
1: good at mm, cool. it wasn't really I don't think it had to do with the fact that it was good on the map. I think everyone was good on this map, and every round was close and enjoyable. You knew you had to push on every corner to actually have a chance at winning a round. I think that holds a lot of value to me in terms of ranking a map as the best. Um, Not necessarily how good I am on it, but I agree. It is a factor in one of my favorite TM2020 maps, uh, which is a beacon map, funnily enough.
0: Ooh!
1: Actually, I have two. All right, okay. I have two for tm Tony Tony. Uh, EMC, uh, Blackjack. Okay, and what is it about that map? Uh, I don't know. It's just, it is, it just works. There's like one section that is like kind of eh, but from from having trained it, from having played it in match, and always one of my best, one of my best uh, stadium performances ever. Uh, obviously, that plays, but I think the map is just great all around. It has the right balance of difficulty, the right balance of mixed, in terms of like which surfaces is where. And overall, I don't know, it was just a ton of fun to, to drive.
0: And also a map by... or featuring Whiskey, seemingly. I think it's uh, by yeah. Navi
1: and Whiskey, if I remember.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, listeners of the podcast, stay tuned. Uh, Whiskey's hopefully next week. So, <laughs> nice oh. little, uh, nice <laughs> little plug from one to the other. Nice. Um, so, what's the Beacon map then? Well, uh, beacon it's, map
1: we love it's Ruby by Clem. It's
0: interesting, because I feel like Ruby was—I oh, don't have the stats to hand—but I felt like no one banned Ruby. I feel like Ruby was very much a map that everyone appreciated, everyone enjoyed. I, from it's... Broad... I don't understand why. Yeah, can you explain to me why that is?
1: Uh, well, maybe some people disagree with me, obviously. That's just my opinion. But um, if I had to guess what people think is because it is just a great mixed map. It has a combination of every surface. It has the right amount of difficulty. The only questionable section on the entire map, in my opinion, is uh, the no slide on the uh, left dirt hander in the midsection. There's basically a 70% uh, intended no slide, which is kind of eh for rounds. But if you take that away, I think the map is just amazing. Like, the start is challenging, the midsection is challenging, the ending is really difficult to push. There's like a specific line you have to drive on the grass to actually gain time. Like, what I like about this map is that every surface, every turn actually has time gain behind it. Um, One of the. many uh, errors some mappers make when making mixed maps is that they make the time gains all appear on the tech turns. And all the other surfaces are just transitions to the other tech turns. What Ruby does is that it makes the turns, uh, the non-tech turns, sorry, so difficult, so challenging that it actually matters what line you drive and how consistently you can get them good. If you're good on the Ruby ending, Uh, which has grass jump onto dirt uh, out of water, you will gap people. You will gain time on people. And it's the same for like every other section of the map. There are drifts, but they're not overweighting the other surfaces. I think that's, you know, sorry, waffling. (laughs) No,
0: no, I I absolutely love it. I think that level of uh, analysis, um, you know, to sort of uh, transition this question slightly, uh, that level of analysis, I think is what makes, from an observer, your feedback for like the Bipl maps, you know, uh, sort of involved in assisting uh, in production and that, and I got a bit of oversight of the the map selection process. And I think the ability to break down a map and describe why it's competitive, why it's fun, and you know, uh, to players obviously comes very naturally, but communicating that is is a really good skill, which I think you've you know you've shown in in private uh, conversations with the with the B uh, with the Bipl maps that I've seen, but also just then you know breaking down what makes it good. I Thank think it's absolutely fascinating. And I'm just watching the replay now. I, I did really enjoy this map from a uh, uh, from a broadcast perspective. I felt like it gave some really cool moments. And like you said, you can make time on every turn. It felt like we also saw people make errors on every turn, which traditionally isn't necessarily the case. You know, there's a uh, lot think... of moments of autopilot on these maps, but yeah, I think I saw I... someone hit a wall on every single corner on this map.
1: Yeah, I think that's also one of the qualities is that... Uh... It, it is difficult, but it's not unfair and it doesn't have an identity <clears throat> meltdown. It is, <laughs> it, is, it is difficult, it's hard, but it isn't unfair or ridiculous amounts of difficult that just gain point three if done well compared to if done okay.
0: You're uh, you're fleshing out the the podcast cinematic universe. The mime episode now. We're talking about mime. The previous one and the next one coming up with whiskey. Uh, but uh, yeah, so yeah, you know, we we spoke to mime about meltdown. Uh, it was definitely on the harder side, but I think all the beacon maps were uh, were pretty solid. Uh, but uh, no, thank you very much. Is there any maps that we haven't covered that probably mm. you know may not be a favourite of sorts, but get a special shout out?
1: Nah, uh, no, not really. I don't think I have any maps that have that hold any significance or mean anything to me besides these?
0: Ooh, as we speak, it is BIPL day uh, not as we speak, but as this episode comes out, uh, which map do you think will be most interesting in the BIPL map pool to watch?
1: <laughs> mm, I think I'll proceed by elimination because I think people are probably gonna crash or think that they're gonna fail the krill Creel uh, sorry uh, penalty sense section. So maybe that isn't going to be the best map to watch. Um, I think Nina. Nina has really good odds of being the closest map because it is not easy, but it also is pretty unfailable if you know what you're doing. So I think Nina.
0: Is that one out yet? yeah it is I've done this before with Beacon uh I've I've said things I shouldn't have before uh but no, no, <laughs> that's right. that's good. thank you thank you for that we will look forward to it uh it was just a slight plug if you're listening to this on the day it's uh launched uh BIPL this evening uh so uh moving on to question four um if you could duo with any Trackmania Pro Uh, past or present, that you've never played with before, who would you pick?
1: Any Trickmania Pro.
0: So we're in a fictional tournament uh, and you get to play with any pro, any player in the history of the game that you've never played with before because I don't want you to just pick a teammate. That's against the Mm. Uh, I I
1: think either... Granati or carl or pack like one of the three like i i just think that besides their immense skill level i don't that's that's not the main criteria i'm using here but i think besides their their skill they're just really great dudes all around like i've met Granati like three times at lands i think we get along really well i think we do a good team if we ever had to play something together um besides you know the obvious skill gap but you know (laughs) And for carl and pack is the same thing for the few times i've talked to them they just seem like really chill great dudes have a they're like a good audience when it comes to making jokes or having fun or whatever like you could be in a conversation with carl and you'd be laughing maybe every five minutes or something i think that's just great all around
0: do you, uh, in this uh, hypothetical, then, would you want to be playing TM Twenty Twenty, or are you going to uh, bring Pack back to his roots and play some Canyon?
1: If I could do that, I would. Hundred percent. Yes, yes, yes. I would take Pack to Canyon.
0: But get him on a plane. Get him to Gamers as Assembly. I guess technically we tried. Sem- we
1: tried. We tried to do that. We I, we asked him, but he couldn't, unfortunately.
0: I look Pack. If somehow you're listening to this, which I doubt, because you didn't even listen to your own episode, we love you. Um Every tournament he tells me he wished he could have gone. And I'm just I'm I'm seeing a pattern. I'm seeing a pattern. Uh and hopefully we can drag him to a tournament one day yeah, again. For uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> that isn't that isn't just the world championship. Uh fingers crossed. Uh, so um, <laughs> moving on then to question five, the uh, the spiciest of them all. Uh what is your hottest track mania take?
1: Oh oh yeah. I know exactly what take I have, but I think I've already said it in the ATM VC Even um, I think uh, my hottest trackmania take, which has probably become a cold take at this point with how things mm-hmm. are have, have gone in the past few weeks slash month. But anyway, um, some people that are listening to this already know already know me already know what I'm gonna say. But I think the trackmania community is too positive for its own good. I think some people uh cloud their uh, critical judgment it's some uh quote unquote delusional posit- positivity and it just hurts the game and it hurts uh you know any possible way the game could improve and let me give an example uh just so i don't sound like i'm just spewing some yapping <laughs> um for example the snow car release and i was the first to be super excited about this and i was i genuinely was i was very mm-hmm. very happy about the snow car release it just opened the door to so many more possibilities with the car switch gates and everything like i was screaming on the roof it was so cool and then i play the car and i see it's buggy it's straight up ported from 2003 it has no changes made whatsoever <laughs> and i see people being oh it's fine you know oh it's it's okay there's and then you have the united veterans being like oh but it's skill to um to suspension trick to avoid the landing bugs just avoid the bugs don't use dirt don't drive on outside dirks this and that But all I'm saying is, if we didn't come forward and actually point out the mistakes and point out um, the uh, hitbox fix, and if we didn't publish this on Reddit and on Twitter, we would still be playing with a broken snow car that has a control C Control V hitbox in two thousand and three. And this comes from complaining and this comes from actually providing critical feedback to the devs. Some people would just sit here and tell you that everything is fine because we just have new content. We have things to do. The devs are at least providing us with something, so you shouldn't complain i just heavily disagree with that point of view and i think that if there is something wrong that can be fixed you should say it you should talk about it you shouldn't just sit here and be satisfied with the way things are just because there is something so sorry yeah no
0: that <laughs> I've, I'm ready to storm the beach with you, Ender. We'll, uh, we'll, 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 march on, uh, on Ubisoft offices in France. Um,
1: so I know the address, I, let's go.
0: God, okay, but too much. Uh, this is a joke. This is a joke, guys. Uh, I want some of you on the podcast. Um,
1: um I do not associate with. Uh, uh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The, the words of Ender do not. Um, <laughs> the words of Nodal Media and our uh, online media production. There's a lot I want to get into on that. Um, I you've slightly uh, taken away one of the hidden questions or the hidden question at the end, um, but we'll get to that uh, <laughs> as, as a separate thing. Uh, so firstly, I would love to know, because obviously, you know, Snow Car comes out, the initial impression is, oh, this is fun. Um, it's a bit janky. Some people didn't like it. Some people find it really fun. Yeah, that's fine. And then the cat, I, I, to me, at least, as someone who plays fairly casually, the campaign was where the big issue came out, right like when it was ad- when it was added to the campaign, and then all of a sudden, you know Greadi's three seconds faster than everyone, and half of all runs just end up with someone losing a ton of speed on a landing. Is that where the problem came into you, or did you see this coming before
1: that? Mm, well, the thing is, I did not really see this as an issue um Obviously, I'm biased. I like smooth steering. Um, I'm a, I'm a controller player and everything. But seeing Granity being so far ahead of everyone didn't surprise me because, then again, he has tens he has tens of thousands of hours on the United environments. He's very experienced. He's also a very very good player. That's fine by me. Um, if Canyon was to release, or Valley was to release, and you would see people being like so far ahead in terms of time gaps, that wouldn't be an issue for me, either. Because then again, people have experience in the environments, and they are rightfully good slash better than uh, everyone else at it. The problem I have with Snow, and the problem I have with the upcoming environments, is that they just advantage analog devices or United players even further than they need to be. like snow is fine in terms of time gaps snow is fine if you just strictly speak of analog devices let's leave keyboard out of the equation completely right mm-hmm. let's just not discuss that it it's a it's a lost cause whatever um but for analog devices i think it's fine you just have to learn it like yes wheel is better yes Granati will always be better than you but look at Semifying. he's never played the game before 2020 and he's Playing as good as some of the United players that just bought the game to play snow. Like you see him play uh, Snow of the Week, for example, and he can show that even when you have never played the game before, you can still be good at snow. Like it doesn't take years of experience to be as good as them. You just have to want to learn something. But the problem is, when you announce that you're going to reintroduce Rally, Desert, and then potentially the Trackmania Sunrise environments, the gaps are going to be way bigger than snow. Because the thing is, For those of you who are not familiar with the United Environments, I will break it down really quickly. Think of ice, right? You know how you see ice as this very difficult, casual, unfriendly uh, surface with a lot of time gaps? Well, think that every United Environment is this but worse. Besides snow, snow is by far, by far the easiest of the United environments. Anyone could play snow. When rally is going to come out, people are going to realize that snow was nothing. Snow Mm -hmm. was just... oh, Yeah, exactly. It's just the beginning. Snow is so easy compared to rally. Rally is going to come out, people are going to drive, and you're going to realize, wait, what the fuck? I'm losing 0.2, 0.3 per turn. Not on the entire map. You're losing point two, point three per turn because the car loses grip when you steer more than twenty to thirty percent on tarmac at like two hundred, two hundred fifty speed. <laughs> Try to be good at that when you're not even understanding snow and complaining about it. I think that's a larger issue that we have to, we have to be scared of. Yeah. So the
0: the question that I was planning to ask at the end, but at this point we're we're just in the middle of it. There's obviously a desire from uh the developer to add in the new new cards, new environments, you know, get aspects of United Forever and aspects of Trapmania history into TM2020. The initial landing to pardon the pun has not gone very smoothly. <laughs> if I gave you access to everything, Ender, how would you implement these environments into TM20? And what do you think is the biggest thing they're missing in their current approach?
1: I've said this um, many times uh, via text, but for the sake of the podcast, I'll repeat myself. And so you're basically saying if there was no environments added and if I had to do it myself, what would I do, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, Basically, I would not add any of the United Environments at first. I would start by Canyon. because. And I'm already hearing people saying, uh, you're biased, you talk about Canyon all the time, blah, blah, blah. No, all right, let's let the bias aside. Let's speak completely objectively. Canyon is by far the easiest environment in the franchise to learn. It has one mechanic, and it's called drifting. You press the brake once, and the car just slides. And you have to control it via steering taps. There is no easier vehicle in the franchise than Canyon. And since we're in such a casual friendly, or at least trying to be casual friendly game, why not start with the easiest environment? Why not just begin with the environment that is the easiest for everyone to learn and pick up? I would add canyon first, then I would add valley, then I would add lagoon. I would add all the TM2 environments first, and then I'll try something different, and I would add snow, because it's the easiest of your United environments, then I would add desert, because it is the most fair uh, environment when it comes to keyboard and pad, uh, the balance. Desert is mm-hmm. the best for that. <clears throat> and then I would probably add the last environment, like Bay, I would add Bay probably, and then I would stop. Um, the reason why I would stop there and not add everything is because it creates this feeling of redundancy. The, uh, in my opinion, the United Environments are not different enough in their gameplay to warrant being added as a separate slot into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> if you just look at snow right now, um, I can tell you with 100% uh, certainty that snow on dirt and grass is like rally on tarmac. It is the same thing. The same thing. And you're basically readding the same physics into the game and naming it as a different vehicle. Like, look, this is different. This is not the same. This is uh not like snow, but kinda like snow. It's smoothier and smooth. It's you know, it's it's different, it's new content. But that doesn't that, that just doesn't cut it for me. You just have to add something that is actually different.
0: So I have in the last week, uh when all the games went on sale on Steam. Uh, downloaded United Forever, downloaded uh, all the other TM2 games. I'd already been playing Stadium, uh, but downloaded the rest of them. And what jumped out to me going to those games, particularly for the first time, is that they feel very, very different from every standpoint, whereas Snow in TM20, you're just playing snow Car in the Stadium environment. Right? But, Whereas Snow in its original game, you're playing a completely different environment. The environments are different. Whereas at the moment <coughs> in GM 2020, it just feels like the car's different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is one of the things I agree with, with Nadeo, uh, in terms of uh, the reintroduction of the environment. I don't think. I mean, I would like to, right? Mm. Don't get me wrong. I would like to uh, have the environments being added as, like, literally the entire environments. But I think that it's the wrong way to go about it because of the game it's in. It works in Trackmania too, because, um, you know, each environment has its title pack, right? It's different uh, station to be played in. But in TM2020, I think it's better for the sake of the game to have everything be in the stadium and then have the vehicles reported in and have some blocks from that environment being uh, added into TM2020 Stadium. I think that's the best way to go about it. The only thing that isn't the best way is obviously the order and which environment they're adding. But alas, we can't change that.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, no, that, that's really insightful. I really appreciate uh, uh, your, your thoughts on that and running through. I, I think it will be difficult to see people disagree uh, with the order as well that you mentioned. Cause I-
1: You'd be surprised.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's well, you know, more people. What was it? What, what was your initial hot take? You want More people to be angry at each other, not no! be nice. Uh, no, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing. Anyway. That's
1: not okay. what I said.
0: <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, what I what I would like to know then is so obviously, you know, I think one of the the biggest bits of Trap Mania uh, news is probably not the right word, but moments is your tweet about Snowcar showing it. You know, with the hitboxes, and then showing the changes to that, and how that would play differently. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you're able to talk about it, how did that come about? You know, like who else was involved in that process? How did you figure it out? How did you make what you needed to make? Because you know that was probably the most effective thing anyone from the community has done to get the developer to get Nardio to change their mind. I in as long as I've been here.
1: I I do not want to take any credit for this. I have just compiled. Uh... The hitbox screenshots and uh, replays I've driven myself, but um, the credits are on the tweet uh, to Mysticore and Graphmaster because they are the one who actually found, sorry, who took screenshots of the hitbox in the first place, and Mysticore is the one who allowed it to be ported as a drivable vehicle in TM2020. So credits to them once again. I just was the messenger of the tweet. <laughs> don't know. I don't know. What, I don't want to take any credit for for that. Uh, at least. But, yeah. Basically, just, you know, the uh, way you can play the Meta United and uh, TM2 cars in TM2020, the uh, game that I exploit.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Well, basically, it's the same thing. You just add the vehicle, and then you can play it uh, whenever you want, basically. And I just did that. I built some maps to test the different bugs that the current car has and tried the new car on these bugs. So... And as you can see from the video it's just pretty much flawless on every situation compared to the old one but yeah
0: how confident are you that the the solution that
1: i believe is going live soon is going to fix these problems i'm 99 percent confident it's going to fix everything it, it is i want to emphasize it is not a difficult change at all to make like it is a simple raise of the hitbox or just make it an ellipsoid instead of big circle like it is unfuckable unfuck ball like i know i know it's not the blah, blah 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 but genuinely this is so easy to fix
0: and will we be seeing a, a an ender snow car discovery stream uh when it goes when it goes live
1: Oh, that would require me to renew my access. I don't want to do that. (laughs) I don't want to do that. (laughs) I'll just watch people play and have fun with the car instead. Until Rally comes out, then people can't have fun anymore. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that'll be uh that'll be good uh we uh, yeah can't wait for that to happen uh thanks a lot for your time uh like i said we sort of merged question five and uh question six into one but that is all a-okay uh before we wrap up is there anything you would like to say uh to our lovely listeners uh that you felt like we haven't covered or have you got anything coming up that's particularly fun and interesting
1: mm, not really the only thing i can say is uh please uh buy Trackmania to canyon give it a chance and make everyone make sure that when rally drops uh you tell the devs that it is not a good idea that's my message (laughs) i just like if if people are basically satisfied with how rally um turns out to be and i know it's going to be the same as tmuf if people are satisfied the devs are going to see people are satisfied the numbers are probably going to be good or bad i don't know about the numbers but um you basically have to speak up. If Rally comes out and everything seems fine because we got something new, then you're going to see the Trackmania Sunrise environments added next. And I think that's a very, really, very bad thing for the game's diversity.
0: There you go. A word of warning, everyone, heed it uh, at your own peril or lack of peril, I guess. Uh, thanks a lot for coming on, Ender. I really appreciated your thanks time. Thanks for having here. me. And uh, yeah, have a good evening. Have a good evening, man thanks for listening to keeping track to listen to other episodes of the show you can visit our substack at www.nodal.media or you can search for the show on your preferred podcast apps you can follow the show on twitter at nodal media you can follow me at a thomas davis and you can follow me on threads at ThomasDavis.jpg.
1: thanks for listening and see you all next time